If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. February 2004, Mara Murray empties her bank account, drives four hours from school, crashes her car, and vanishes. Join the search as an investigative reporter uncovers new evidence, interrogates new witnesses, traces down new leads in this riveting new investigative series. The Disappearance of Maura Murray, Saturdays, 7, 6 Central, and 9, 8 Central on Oxygen, the new network for crime. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on Sirius XM Triumph, Channel 132. You know the films. Shakespeare in Love, Goodwill Hunting, Silver Linings Playbook. The man behind them? Legendary Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein. After multiple sexual harassment allegations, movie mogul Harvey Weinstein has been forced out of his own company. His movies have won a total of 75 Oscars. Eight women, including actress Ashley Judd, came forward to accuse Weinstein of sexual misconduct. The Times uncovered sexual harassment allegations that span almost three decades. The film executive announced plans to take a, quote, leave of absence. I'm a famous guy. I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. Please come in now. And one minute, and if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why you said that you touch my breast? Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. Are you used to that? Yes, come in. To Hollywood as the number of alleged sex victims of Harvey Weinstein pile up. 
He claims he was going to rehab in Europe. Well, he emerged just a few hours ago giving the finger at reporters, and he was not in Europe in rehab. He was not even in rehab. He was chillaxing on the strip in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. All holed up in the Peninsula Hotel, one of the most luxurious spots in our country. Yeah, that doesn't sound like rehab to me. Joining me right now is Danette Sosa, investigative reporter, the founder of Women for One, sex abuse victim advocate Kelly McNellis, well-known psychologist out of New York, Karen Stark, and Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert. Straight to you, Nanette Sosa. I now understand that there is an FBI probe of Harvey Weinstein. The numbers are piling up. What's happening? The numbers are piling up, Nancy, with allegations of sexual abuse and assault from uh, Harvey Weinstein, the Hollywood producer, so much so that it includes a French actress, a British actress, even a, a, a girl from design school slash waitress aspiring actress, So, uh, along with the big names, Angelina Jolie and, and Gwyneth Paltrow, etc., with allegations of having been, per se, um, abused or the advancements from this Hollywood producer. Uh, I'm going to roll in with Donald Trump, who is quoted as saying, I've known him for years. I'm not surprised. And this is an FBI investigation now at the request of the Department of Justice. Mind you, that's run by A.G. Jeff Sessions. So it's not too far from the White House. And because of that, I mentioned Donald Trump and hence this uh, FBI investigation that is now happening. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And I keep politics out of crime because to me, Crime does not need to be politicized. It is across the boards, Democrats, Republicans, Greens, Independents, you name it. Crime affects everyone. And you can look at this list of women. Look at them. Some are famous, like Gwyneth Paltrow, who apparently tried to out him over a decade ago when he harassed her sexually. But now there are rape allegations piling up. In an article by Ronan Farrow, it outlines three different women that we know of right now. They're not claiming, hey, he wanted me to give him a massage in order to get a movie role. They're claiming outright rape of this guy, on this guy. So what is the truth? These are still allegations. Nothing has been proven in court. But when you bring in the FBI, look, you don't want to wake up in the morning, as I always say, Alan Duke, look out your kitchen window and see the FBI picking through your trash. Okay, that's not a good sign. When the FBI is on your tail, you're in trouble, Duke. Yeah, I keep my window open for that. Yeah, you better keep your eye out for that. And, and you know what? Power to the FBI. Because when this was handed on a silver platter, Kelly McNellis, as my father always said, hey, it was sitting on the Christmas tree. <laughs> you have to pick it off <laughs> I'm, I'm to actually, the NYPD, yeah, the New York Police Department. A woman comes racing to them after he tries to sexually attack her. All beside herself, they wire her. And she goes and catches Weinstein on tape. Mm. And they think they've got a case. And then they send it to the DA And nothing happens. As a matter of fact, Kelly McNellis, founder of Women for One, sex abuse victim advocate, listen 
to Harvey Weinstein on secret tape. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. I don't drink. Uh, and I stay on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I, I now you're embarrassing me. I'm now sorry. I, I don't come in here. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive for I, me. I, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't Everything, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I don't. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing stay. you. Just it's just walk. that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Honey, don't have a fight with me. It's not nice. Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children. Please come in. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling please, very uncomfortable right now. Please come in now. And one minute, and if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, well, you can yesterday you touched my breast. Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. But come on. Are you please. used to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on. Sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. No. They will call me again. Okay? I'm sorry. Nice. I promise you I won't do anything. I know, but yes, there was too the much. Guy is coming. I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. It's, I know, but it's kind of like it's too much for me. I can't. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, Please. but I want to leave. Okay, goodbye. Thank you. Kelly McNellis, thank God the FBI is on it because the NYPD did do squat. <laughs> I. It, this is all about power and silencing women, and women have been silenced for years. And that's why I created Women for One, so women could find their voices and speak out finally, Nancy, because I am sick and tired of it, to be honest. Well, i got to tell you something, Kelly. I'm with you. Kelly McNellis joining me along with Karen Stark, Nanette Sosa, and Joe Scott Morgan. Kelly, um, I'm not sure the psychopathy, the thinking behind women that don't speak out about sex attack, but I know many of them very personally that have never come forward and I don't know why but that's the way that many women feel and I think about these women that need a job I'm not talking about Angelina Jolie or Gwyneth Paltrow okay I'm talking about the assistant the receptionist the aspiring model the aspiring actress who has stardust in their eyes and they meet Weinstein and this is what happens he comes out of the bathroom naked with an erection uh uh uh-uh. no that right there is a crime Mm-mm. that right there if true is a crime and for all these years, nobody did a darn thing about it. Power to the FBI. I want to just jump in with uh, the, in 2010, it was the Italian model. Her name's Ambra Barilana Gutierrez. She's the one who said uh, Harvey had put uh, his hand up her skirt during a business meeting. She was wired. Then later, uh, these charges were dropped. Um, her What she charged with. Anyway, the police dropped those charges. But what's interesting, uh, it was dropped by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, Cyrus Vance. Months later, a Weinstein attorney donates $10,000 to Cyrus Vance's reelection campaign. There you go. I mean, I don't know if that was the payoff, the $10,000 for the charges to get dropped, or how that all uh, you know, it comes together, but there was definitely a campaign donation to this district attorney months later after the charges were dropped. 
It's it's all that old boys. This network. is what I learned. Joseph Scott Morgan, death scene investigator and forensics expert. When you are a district attorney, an assistant district attorney, a judge, when you are in that position, I recall it very well, you must avoid even the appearance of impropriety. Those are the ethical rules on lawyers in public service. And I'll tell you why. You can't even have it look like you do something wrong, whether you do or not. And the reason is because the public will lose faith in the system. It's, it, you know, that's how revolutions and uprisings occur. When the system breaks down, when nobody believes in the system anymore, people tear the system down. There will be no justice system. Yeah, it, it invalidates the weight of the office. And, you know, we've seen this played out over and over again in the media with, with corruption uh, in various departments. And not not just how it appears in the media, but just how it appears to the victims that you're supposed to be serving and that you're supposed to be representing. Now, how demoralizing, how dehumanizing is it if you're uh, a, a young lady who has been violated by someone and you're this lone, you seem to be this lone voice crying in the wilderness, help me. It's a horrible, me, horrible feeling. And, and then, and then you, you don't receive any help. And you're, well, you know, I it's almost tell you like, like people are laughing at you. I want to tell you something about a judge. It was not my judge that I was in front of for so many years, Luther Alverson. This was another judge, Don Langham. And um, I'll never forget. It was my very first major drug case, major drug trafficking and it was a really rich guy. Actually, he's the one that turned up many years later connected to O.J. Simpson. His name was Charles Ehrlich, Charlie Tuna. And I was sitting in court. I had my little dress on. You ladies will know what I'm talking about that I ordered from Chadwick's for $39. It was, um, let's see, that one was um, black, plain neck, down to the wrist, down to the knee. And I was sitting there. And in comes the defense lawyer. And I'll never forget him. He was feared and revered all around Metro Atlanta. He was tall and imposing, like six foot three. He had highlights in his hair. And it was blonde hair, back, like brushed back like Frasier. And he had on, it had to be a $3,000 suit. And beautiful. I, at the time, I had never even seen shoes like this. They had a dull shine to them. And he had jewel encrusted cufflinks he was perfect and he had um a, a coat slung over his shoulders like a cape he was carrying nothing and then he had all these little people running behind him that all their arms were full of stuff and i took one look at him and then he met with the judge behind chambers alone without me which in many cases would be inappropriate. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, he knows Langham. He knows the judge. What did he contribute to the campaign? What happened? Are they old friends? And I was just sitting there alone at my table, surrounded by all my, my research. I had my cocaine with me that had been seized. And my witness. My witness was a drunk uh, lobby attendant that was my witness and my cop and we were just the three of us three little misfits sitting there and I the first thing that had to happen was a a search issue and if the search issue failed 
If I lost the search and it didn't come into evidence, the case was over. This was without a jury. It was all on the judge. If the evidence was ruled out, the case would be over. And I just, I was just sick. And guess what, Joe Scott? The judge ruled in my favor. Oh. He did not go along with his friend. I don't even know if they were friends, but it sure looked like it. And I walked out of that courtroom believing in the justice system. And I'm thinking about this woman yeah. that goes up against Weinstein right. and agrees to wear a wire. And then they drop. They drop it. They never prosecute. They don't take it to a jury. They don't take it to a grand jury. It never even gets that far. They just decide on their own that they're going to let Weinstein go. I mean, why? It takes so much courage, Nancy. Tip of it, the iceberg, Nancy. I believe that this is... I believe that this is going to continue to go forward like this. And I think that there's going to be more and more and more. there's so many layers to the scene. It covers so many years, Nancy, going back. And as people feel safe now, they're going to begin to peel this thing back. And I, I don't know that we, we can even appreciate the full impact of this going forward. Oh, well, what about this, Karen Stark? Uh, we hear from Weinstein. He says, everybody deserves a second chance. I want, I want another chance. And then he shoots a bird. Okay, did I get that wrong, Karen? <laughs> That's his aggressiveness, and that makes him particularly vile, Nancy, because you're talking about someone who's capable of rape. And I want to say something. People don't, they, everyone says, why didn't they come forward at the time? And your story answers, it speaks to that question, why don't women come forward? Because nobody wants to hear about it. Because it's this goes with the business. Doesn't everybody know this goes with the business? I want to tell you, back in the late 80s, I used to teach women, and I'm, I feel terrible saying this, but these were the facts. I would teach women how to very nicely turn down sexual overtures at work because women were in a bind. If their boss, someone above them, came on to them, they had their jobs at risk. And so how could they cope with it? And what I would help them to do is to find a nice way to avoid the situation. Why are you saying there's so, so what's wrong with that? Because women are still in that position. Exactly. Sadly, it's exactly. either they say no, they get fired and nobody believes them. They go to police. I mean, then they don't have a job. I mean, when you have people counting on you to bring home a paycheck. That's a whole different can of worms. You don't want to lose your job, but you don't want to submit to sex overtures. Uh, Karen, I hear you. Is it right? No, it's not right. Is it real? Yes, it is. The, the stark reality also to Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert, is there's no scientific evidence now. There's nothing left of any of these claims. No, no, there's not. And and this is unless, uh, you know, we won't mention any names, but unless someone has retained something from the past uh, that has some kind of bodily fluid on it. You mean it, like no, the blue no, dress no. and Monica Lewinsky. Got it. Well, I'll let you say that. Uh, the, the, the reality hey, is Hey, hey, I'm with Nathan Lane the other day. You know, I love Nathan Lane so much. He came out, he was describing a, 
uh, an aggressive incident, according to him, with Weinstein years ago. And he goes, hey, I don't have a film career. I can say whatever I want to. I can huh. speak the truth. That's how I feel. Believe me, I don't well, have a film career, so I can say the truth as I see it. Yeah, yeah. And going back, uh, relative to physical evidence, you know, one of the things that we base everything on in forensics is that every contact leaves a trace. And this imply, this applies to the physical evidence that you would find on an object. And it also goes to this, and it, it, this is a, a sadder, a much sadder picture here, the trauma that was enforced or that was perpetrated rather on some unwilling person here uh, where you would have trauma that could be actually examined. But I guarantee you, there's a lot of people out there that are deeply scarred by this, but you know, unfortunately in forensics, we, we don't, we're not there to demonstrate that. Let me pause very briefly and thank our partner today, making our Sirius XM 132 program possible as we shine a light on this series of alleged sex assaults. It's LegalZoom. When you run your own business, you know time equals money. That's not just an old saying. It's true. So why waste your valuable time dealing with issues LegalZoom can help with? You may already know over 2 million people have used LegalZoom to start their businesses. But LegalZoom services don't end there. Running a business comes with taxes, contracts, hiring employees, basically a lot of fine print. And that is why LegalZoom built a network of independent lawyers they're licensed in all 50 states to provide you the advice you need to get through the daily grind of running a business. And you don't have to worry about billable hours. LegalZoom is not a law firm. Instead, you can count on upfront pricing and clarity. So invest your time and money in growing your business. Let LegalZoom help with the legal stuff. For special savings, be sure to enter promo code NANCY, N-A-N-C-Y, in the referral box at checkout for special savings only at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom.com. It's very important to me that you hear what Harvey Weinstein, the Hollywood big, the biggest name in the industry, the head of Miramax, the head of the Weinstein Company, the creator, the producer of movies like Pulp Fiction, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Shakespeare in Love. I mean, it goes on and on and on. But what about these voices? Alan Duke, so in a nutshell, what does Lauren Savon claim? She's a television reporter out of Los Angeles. She says several years ago she met Weinstein at an event at a restaurant that he was a partial owner to. He invited her down into the kitchen. She says when they went into the kitchen, he asked everybody to leave. And then he blocked the door, her only way out. He's a big man. She was five foot two and started pleasuring himself and insisted that she watched. And she kept quiet about it for years, although she did tell people. Okay, you know what? Let's listen to Lauren Savon in her own words, as much as I enjoy hearing you recount it, Alan Duke. Let's listen to Lauren Savon. I had no idea it was going to happen, and, and it, it happened very quickly. And what? he immediately um, exposed himself and, you know, began pleasuring himself. And I just stood there dumbfounded. What are you thinking in this moment? I was so shocked. 
I could not believe what I was witnessing. Could not believe what I was witnessing. It was disgusting and, and kind of pathetic. Take a listen to another alleged Weinstein victim, Lucette Geis. Harvey then offered to reconvene the meeting in his office, which was adjacent to his hotel room. Obviously, I was hesitant. I had heard some stories previously about Harvey's behavior with women. So, there was a hotel security camera right above us, and I said to him, I will take this meeting with you if you will shake my hand that you will not touch me. And he shook my hand and kind of laughed it off. We went to his office, and we had a great conversation about his current film and the film that I was pitching. He seemed genuinely interested, and I was excited. After about 30 minutes, he asked to excuse himself and go to the bathroom. He returned in nothing but a robe with the front open, and he was buck naked. He told me to keep talking about my film and that he was going to hop into his hot tub that was adjacent to the room, just steps away. When I finished my pitch, I was obviously nervous, and he just kept asking me to watch him masturbate. I told him I was leaving. He quickly got it out of the tub and grabbed my forearm as I was trying to grab my purse, and he led me to his bathroom, pleading that I just watch him masturbate. My heart was racing, and I was very scared. I pulled my arm away, finally, and headed to the door. He started following me and telling me that he could introduce me to Bob Weinstein and that I could get a three-picture deal and that he would greenlight my script. But I had to watch him masturbate. And now enter lawyer to the stars, Gloria Allred. Now, this is somebody you don't want to tangle with. I know Gloria very, very well. And let me tell you a little story, Karen Stark. Um, I remember during the Scott Peterson case and many, many others, but during Scott Peterson, I would be there all day in court. Then I'd do a court TV program. Then I would stay for Larry King. Uh, it would be really late at night by, by that time. You know, we'd be getting on 10 o'clock at night. I'd finally leave the courtroom. had been there since 7 in the morning. Gloria Allred would be standing there in her awesome St. John's suit with two cell phones working, working, 10 o'clock at night. she like wave with her elbow and keep working, okay? She's is not sitting back as a, you know, celebrity lawyer. She's working. And, you know, Kelly McNellis, sex abuse victim advocate and founder of Women for One, why is someone like Gloria so important right now? You know, we all as women right now need to speak up. It is it takes so much courage, Nancy. Uh, you know, me from personal experience with being abused by my father when I was younger and then by men in college, I feel like we just shut down our voices because we're terrified. So like you spoke about that other woman that wore that wire. Do you know how much courage that takes the average woman with all the power put on her from society and men? I, I just have so much respect for someone that can do that. It's so important. Well, let's take a listen to Gloria already. And remember, the New York Police Department got this guy on a wire. And then the DA did nothing. Okay? 
at least Allred is standing up for the victims. All right, whether you like her or don't, she's not afraid to take on Harvey Weinstein. That's a big deal. Listen to Gloria Allred. Harvey then offered to reconvene the meeting in his office, which was adjacent to his hotel room. Obviously, I was hesitant. I had heard some stories previously about Harvey's behavior with women. So, there was a hotel security camera right above us, and I said to him, I will take this meeting with you if you will shake my hand that you will not touch me. And he shook my hand and kind of laughed it off. We went to his office and we had a great conversation about his current film and the film that I was pitching. He seemed genuinely interested and I was excited. After about 30 minutes, he asked to excuse himself and go to the bathroom. He returned in nothing but a robe with the front open and he was buck naked. He told me to keep talking about my film and that he was gonna hop into his hot tub that was adjacent to the room, just steps away. When I finished my pitch, I was obviously nervous, and he just kept asking me to watch him masturbate. I told him I was leaving. He quickly got it out of the tub and grabbed my forearm as I was trying to grab my purse, and he led me to his bathroom, pleading that I just watch him masturbate. My heart was racing and I was very scared. I pulled my arm away finally and headed to the door. He started following me and telling me that he could introduce me to Bob Weinstein and that I could get a three picture deal and that he would green light my script. But I had to watch him masturbate. Back to Alan Duke joining me out of LA. Um, this whole thing is sending shockwaves through the LA community. I'm not really worried about the L.A. community. What do you make of a call from Weinstein's daughter in the last hours claiming her father is suicidal? Then he turns up shooting birds at people and asking for a second chance, and he lied about going to rehab in Europe. He's been snugged up at the Peninsula. You want to describe the Peninsula Hotel for everybody that hasn't had the the advantage to stay in one of their luxury suites? What about it, Alan? What is it? It's in Beverly Hills. It is where the real elite go to meet. I've been there for some meetings, and I can tell you it's very high class. But it was his favorite place. It seems he camped out there. The The problem this week, though, when uh, Harvey Weinstein was talking with his daughter at her home, they got into an argument, and it was so loud that somebody called police. Somebody thought that there might be a suicide threat there, but the daughter denies it and says they were just arguing. But Weinstein was so anxious to leave, he jumped into a random car, not an Uber, not a limo, not somebody he knew. He flagged down somebody he didn't know, jumped in the car and asked for a ride to get away. Hold on, I'm looking at Peninsula Hotel. Um, okay, if you get a good deal, like a, a discount, it's seven about $667 Per room. You're talking about $700 a room for one night. And that's if you get a deal, if you get a discount. To have an afternoon tea there, an afternoon tea is around $100 for tea. Tea. 
Okay, yeah, you get a choice of 19 different loose leaf teas, but that's pretty pricey, huh? A hundred, about a hundred bucks. Can, can you help me out here, Alan? What, why does it cost so much? And that's where Weinstein is all snugged up. Yeah, well, this is pretty much the most one of the most exclusive. They've opened up, uh, you know, the uh, the Wilsh. Well, there's the Beverly Wilshire. There's the Waldorf Astoria that's now across the street from it. But I'm looking on Priceline, and this is where I'm cheap enough. I order on Priceline. If I wanted a room, it would be six hundred and eighty-five dollars. Only one room left, it says, if I wanted to book it right now. So that's the rehab, Karen Stark. That's where he is. He lied and then shot the bird to everybody that asked why he wasn't in rehab. He's in Hollywood. He's He is used to power, Nancy. I don't see this guy going into rehab because he felt like he was entitled to be able to come on to these women, to rape these women. He was in a position of power. They were vulnerable. And Hollywood is known for that. People turn a blind eye. If this can stop, it would be a miracle because women have always been taken advantage in these kind of situations. Nanette Sosa, investigative reporter, there's now word that this guy who, if he were anybody else and these allegations were true, he'd be being, he'd be tried for rape or sex assault if these allegations are true. Instead, there's word he's going to a rehab in Arizona. What do you make of it, Nanette? Well, he switched from going to an international rehab now to Arizona treatment for sex addiction, Meadows Rehab, as a matter of fact. And they do have a 45-day program there that's Gentle Path Program. So he would uh, be dealing with equine therapy, art, yoga, and some counseling for his sex addiction. Uh, equine therapy? Karen, start, what is that, horse, horseback riding? And no, it's, it's working with horses so people feel trust. People who have been traumatized feel they, traumatized. they can whoa, be. Whoa, whoa. Exactly. How is he traumatized? Exactly. That's what's so remarkable about this is that I don't see any kind of trauma that he's going through. And so how does this work with sexual addiction? You know how hard it is? to change somebody who has a sexual perversion and he's going to be relating to horses so that he could feel better about himself. I don't understand this. And I feel sorry for the horse. (laughs) I don't get it. Technically, Uh, technically he is, he is, he is traumatized because he got caught. Yes. (laughs) But that's not the same. So is the old adage. I used to love arguing this is to juries. Not sorry. He did it. Sorry, got caught. Joining me right now is a legal expert and veteran criminal defense attorney and no stranger to the entertainment industry, L.A. lawyer Troy W. Slayton. Troy, thank you for being with us. You know, there's been much made of the fact that President Trump has urged the DOJ to open up an investigation on Weinstein. Now, we don't know that. And again, I have no interest in politicizing a potential crime. But the fact that the FBI allegedly has started an investigation on Weinstein, that's not good for him. And at least some law enforcement arm is taking action, Troy. The Department of Justice regulates or controls the FBI. 
And there are several federal crimes that Harvey Weinstein uh, could be on the hook for. The most notably that comes to mind is RICO under 18 United States Code 1961. Now, normally we think about RICO in terms of like organized crime, but you don't really have to go there. If Harvey Weinstein and, as the stories are emerging, several people at the Weinstein Company and at Miramax were enabling him, then they could all be on the hook. Well, here's another thing. I don't know if you've heard the very latest, but actress Kate Beckinsale says Weinstein tried to have sex with her when she was just 17 years old and also claims it undoubtedly harmed her career. Now, here's another angle, Troy, a civil rights action, because when you harass, intimidate, commit a crime on a protected class, and that would be women or minorities, it doesn't matter that more of the population are women. Women or minorities, in a systematic way, that is a civil rights violation. And, and that's why we see, and I want to I get your take on that, Troy, because that's why we see, for instance, and the Rodney King beating. Remember that? Remember, as I recall it, Alan, you were there. We were all watching when this went down. The beating of a black man by white, a vicious, vicious beating. And then the feds got in on it under a Civil Rights Act. Do you remember that, Troy? Absolutely. Uh, a person is not allowed to violate the civil rights of another. I mean, how many of the victims were promised movie deals for sexual favors that they never ended up getting? Uh, another. I don't know why you're act- putting perfume on the pig's light and you call it sexual favors like it's a, a lovely package tied up under the Christmas tree. It's rape and sex assault. Allegedly is what we're talking about. Nancy, Don't make Nancy, it nicer than it is. Nancy, if one of the prosecutors alleges that Harvey Weinstein and the company uh, engaged in acts of terrorism against these women, then that could be another predicate act. I want to talk to you about what you're saying, Rico. Racketeering, that's what he's talking about. It's usually it started off with the mob. Then it expanded to just basically dopers that had either a loose or a, a very tight um, enterprise. In other words, had other people working with them to achieve a criminal end. And dopers and mobsters are always afraid of Rico action. It's basically a criminal enterprise. In other words, it's not just you doing it on your own. You've got a network of other people helping you, like El Chapo, you know, the drug lord. He has hundreds of people working for him. That's a criminal enterprise. The mob, they've got hundreds of people that are in the mob, all, what, stealing cars, selling dope, uh, pushing hookers, murder, blah, blah. It's all part of one criminal enterprise to make criminal money. So here, the... Framework, I understand you are saying, is that Weinstein could be prosecuted with a civil rights violation on these women or a criminal act or sexual harassment with the help of his underlings, and therefore it becomes a criminal enterprise. Yes, no? Yes, but it's not just criminal. RICO could also be Civil. There's a federal civil action for RICO, and there's even a California civil action for RICO. So he could find himself in state court, in federal civil court, and, the worst for him, in federal criminal court. 
Alan Duke, uh, the fact that Kate Beckinsale is now coming forward and saying that Weinstein tried, well, it's the same old thing. They go to a hotel room for a meeting, and he shows up in his dressing gown, his robe, and tries to give her booze. Okay, she still thinks to this day that that hurt this beautiful star, the star of Underworld, revealed this on Instagram. And it's just happened that he sexually harassed her when she was just a 17-year-old girl. I mean, Troy, is the same old story. She thinks she's going right. to a meeting. She goes to the Savoy Hotel. She thinks it's going to be in a conference room. When she arrives, receptionist at the Savoy tells her to go to his room. I've done that a million times and didn't think anything of it. He opens, I mean, it was two months ago. I was bamming on a hotel room door of what I believe now a doper and possibly a, a party to a murder. He's yeah, in jail that was now. me bamming on his door. <laughs> and um, he's in jail now. So the guy, Weinstein, opens the door in his bathrobe. Okay. Then he tries to give her booze. And she's even saying things like, I have school the next morning. I mean, she's 17 years old. That's a minor, Alan Duke. The shocking thing is she says that a few years after that, he asked her if he had tried anything with her in that first meeting. He, she then realized that he couldn't even remember if he had assaulted her or not. Oh, yeah, that's right. She says a few years later, Troy Slayton, she runs into Weinstein. She's a Brit. She runs into Weinstein into Weinstein, and he recalls their first meeting and says, quote, hey, did I try anything? <laughs> so why are people insisting the feds can't touch him, Troy? I'm not sure. I mean, he may have defenses, and all of this is subject to proof at an eventual trial. But once the FBI starts talking to people, people start folding. People start, quote, unquote, cooperating because nobody wants to be under the thumb of the FBI, and it's even another crime if you lie to the FBI. And nobody is going to lie for Weinstein when the FBI is knocking at their door. Now, hold on just a moment. Here's the perfect example. Martha Stewart, okay? When I was a prosecutor, Troy, you'll laugh at this. I'd have been working all day, every day, on the weekends, putting together trials. You know, all week you're handling calendars. On the weekend, I'd try to put my trials together, and I'd have Martha Stewart's show in the background where she was at her beautiful home up in, was it Turkey Hill or something like that? And it was like a fantasy. I mean, I thought people really lived like that, and I would imagine me doing all those things when I wasn't trying a murder case. My point is, they brought her in to talk about insider trading, alleged insider trading, I wish she'd just clammed up for her benefit, but she talked. So these people, and then she ended up going to jail. So these people um, that worked at TWC, the Weinstein Company or Miramax, if they facilitated these honeypots to catch girls, mislead them into a sense of safety so Weinstein could come on to them or worse, they're in it too, Troy. How is that? Explain legally how that would work. If they lie in order to protect Weinstein, then they're going to be prosecuted criminally. And if they give a story about what they were doing in order to facilitate this, then that is the criminal enterprise. That's the racketeering. Those are the predicate acts that are required to establish a racketeering charge. Now, everybody's trying to drag politics into it, as usual, claiming that uh, President Trump 
is ordering the DOJ to urge the FBI to investigate Weinstein because Weinstein donated heavily to Trump's rival Hillary Clinton. Who cares? What I care about is did he rape somebody? Did he sexually assault somebody? I, I don't care in levels way, way, way above me who's changing dirty money. I don't know, and I don't care about that. I care about crime, violent crime, and I want to stop it. So why is it being politicized? Anthony Weiner is going to federal prison for two years for sending illicit photographs to somebody who he thought was underage. That's not all he did. No, no, no. She told him she was underage, and they Skyped, and he had her strip and fondle herself. That's a little more than sending racy pictures. Okay, she's a minor. Let me just jog your memory on that, Troy Slayton. In that case, there is no physical contact. Here with Harvey Weinstein, it's a whole different story. So what do you think in the end is going to happen? I think that we're definitely going to see civil actions because people want money. And so as all of these victims which may be true, may not be true, they're going to be suing him in state court, in federal court, and we're just going to have to see what the career prosecutors at the DOJ are going to do with regard to a federal criminal prosecution. I certainly hope they do more than the NYPD district attorney, the New York district attorney, Vance, who did nothing after the NYPD worked up a case against Weinstein for him. Allegedly, all this allegations, he has not been charged criminally. He is not a person of interest. He is not a suspect. These are all allegations by now we know of 30 different women reportedly. Hey, Troy, don't get me wrong. I'm not interested in you in that way, but what are you doing Sunday night? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, you should be sure because at (laughs) 9 o'clock Eastern, Hallmark Movie and Mystery, Dating is Murder, is coming on. And I assume you're going to be in the position, i.e. on your sofa with a a bag of popcorn. I will be watching and, and set my DVR. And and so, Alan, let's tell him the premise of dating is murder. Of course, it's about murder, right, Alan? My favorite scene is the one we played on the show yesterday of you acting as a waitress. Uh, Ha ha. (laughs) Yeah, I was a surly waitress, Troy. You're going to love it. I was being rude to the star who is Kelly Martin playing Haley Dean and um, giving her a really hard time. This is I'll just give you a little bit of a clue. So, of course, there's a dead body. Okay, let's just start with that. And so Haley finds out that the victim has been on a dating site. I made up a dating site. So she, in order to try to catch the killer, gets on the dating site and tries to make contact, you know, with people she suspects. So she goes through a series of disastrous dates. And I was outlining to Alan Duke some ideas I had for really bad dates. I had one guy that picked his nose the whole time. I had one guy that was said he went to the bathroom and left her with the check and disappeared. I had one guy talk the whole time about his ex. Just, you know, just all kind of nightmare dates. But in this is about solving a murder. Hey, guys, take a listen to this. Ms. Dean, I'm really sorry, but today is not a good day. Alicia. Excuse me. You need to make an appointment. Here's my appointment. Look, I'm really sorry about Miranda, okay? I am. But I have a very important meeting with a major investor any minute now, a day earlier than expected. Another woman has gone missing, and the last time she was seen, she was using your app. It's a coincidence. 
Where is Jessica? She's out of the office. There's no such thing as a coincidence. Look, I can't have you tarnishing my app's reputation, okay? Not today. You need to leave. A woman's life is in danger. And all you can think about is your app's reputation? Really? Alicia, can you call security, please? You can call whoever you want. Sullivan 42. What? I've been looking for you and you've been right in front of me the whole time. Troy, how many times have you and I, Alan, jump in, covered a an internet murder? I mean, Craigslist killer. I mean, they go on and on and on how people meet online for whatever reason and end up dead. Dozens of times, Nancy, and I hope this is the start of an Alfred Hitchcock-style cameo for you in all of your stories that are put oh, to... Uh, you, you've been in most of them, haven't you? This is your fourth movie? Yeah, I've been in all three so far. The first one was Murder with Love. The next one was Deadly Estate. And I, I had the idea for Deadly Estate, which revolved around an estate sale. A friend of mine um, who has twins would always sit in front of me at church and she moved left and um, moved back to New York city. And she, I said, how'd you get rid of all that furniture? And she said, I used everything but the house. That was a, a real life clearing house. And it just gave me an idea. They come in and sell all your stuff, you know, how to have a murder play out. This one is called dating is murder. Troy, I think you should do a cameo. I really do. Well, call my agent. Please. <laughs> because I've been washed up for about 20 years. You've been washed up. So, okay, it's Sunday night. What, Alan? I think there's a Cagney and Lacey marathon on TV land that night, so I think that's what Troy will be watching. Oh, uh, please, so that way I could use the residuals. Yeah, Troy, you were a child star, right? I, I was for over 20 years. I was on Cagney <laughs> he, and Lacey was- for, from 1981 to 1988. I was a regular on that. Michael Lacey, Tyne Daly's kid, was on Parker Lewis Can't Lose and uh, tons of other shows in the 80s, 90s, and so on. I'm sorry I couldn't watch TV. I was busy working. So how did we turn the Haley Dean murder mystery on Sunday night at 9 o'clock Hallmark Movie Murders and Mysteries? Uh, how do we turn this around to you being a child star? I don't know how you did that, but I respect that. Okay, everybody, I'll see you Sunday night on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries at 9 o'clock for their Sunday night movie, Dating is Murder. And I expect to see the Duke and Troy Slayton in the next Hallmark movie. Hey, guys, Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. In need of great talent for your business, but short on time like all of us? Well, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find the perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. I'm talking about Zip Recruiter. With Zip Recruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with one Click and rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. And that is why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on the right candidate finding you. It 
finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results right now. Listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free, F-R-E-E. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace, ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Nancy Grace. Thank you, ZipRecruiter. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's best hybrid mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.